I'm getting the sense uh, among people that I interact with generally that people are starting to get a little bit more down right now. And there's a lot of things going on exteriorly. They can kind of rile us up or kind of um, take a lot of our energies and our attention. Of course, maybe the biggest thing on the horizon is the election. Who's going to be our next president? We have been hearing about the shutdown of various places throughout the United States and in our own area, of course. And the, the word of these shutdowns is particularly, I think, disheartening and discouraging for many of us. And we just kind of roll our eyes, maybe, at the thought of, are we going through this all over again? In addition to that, we have riots that continue to go on in some of our major cities. And the weather itself is kind of turning against us. And it's getting colder. And the winter is upon us. The nice weather is kind of gone. And in the midst of all of these things, we couldn't have a better feast day that the church gives us as a gift to remind us of who we are and where our actual happiness lies. We do not belong to this world and the passing things of this world as Christians. We are of the world, excuse me, we are in the world, but we are not of the world. In all the books of the New Testament, all 27 books of the New Testament, there's a major theme. There's a theme of who do we belong to? Do we belong to God and His kingdom established by Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago and the same Jesus who is living right now among us? Or do we belong to this world and find ourselves completely immersed in things that are passing? And God forbid, even under the influence of the prince of this world. A nickname that Jesus has for Satan in the scriptures. And so amid all of the things that are going on outside right now, it maybe could discourage us or bring us down. We're reminded that it doesn't matter how crazy things get. 2020 has been pretty tough. Might get tougher. Doesn't matter. We belong to Jesus, and reality is more than the passing things of this world. John is given a glimpse of this in our first reading in the book of Revelation. The word revelation means the unveiling. 
And so John himself, an actual disciple, an apostle of Jesus, one of those in Jesus' inner circle, Peter, James, and John. This, is, this book is probably written by John, the book of Revelation, about 30, maybe 40 years after Jesus has already risen from the dead. And now John has started to see this early church blossom. John himself, a bishop, has seen the church completely explode with members. People who are following Jesus, being obedient to the Catholic Church, which Jesus established. And the church is thriving in many ways, but in many ways, it's under great, great duress. He has already seen many of his friends, the other apostles, martyred and killed for standing with Jesus up to the authorities of this world. And he himself is in exile as he's writing this letter. He's been thrown into exile on this little island called Patmos. And we don't know for sure, but I imagine John might have been finding himself in a place of discouragement. And so the Lord appears to him, the Lord Jesus appears to him, and gives him this vision. And this vision is of reality, as it actually is. What is at the very depth of reality? John has shown this. And there's this struggle between good and between evil, those who belong to the Lamb and those who belong to the enemy of the Lamb, the dragon, the prince of this world. I, John, saw another angel come up from the east, holding the seal of the living God. He cried out in a loud voice to the four angels who were given power to destroy the world. Don't damage the land or the sea or the trees until we put the seal on the foreheads of the servants of our God. This line reminds me of all the baptisms that I do on the weekends. When we seal the child, the very first thing that we do as the priest, the deacon, and then the parents and the godparents, we seal them with the sign of the cross. You belong to Jesus now. After this, I had a vision of a great multitude which no one could count, from every nation, race, people, and tongue, and they stood before the throne and before the Lamb, wearing white robes and holding palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice, Salvation comes from our God. Then one of the elders said to me, These are the ones who have survived the time of great distress. The time of great distress. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. There are a lot of crazy things, I think, going on around us, on the outside. There's 
Probably all of us have our own personal things that we're going through, relationship issues, various sufferings and crosses that we have at this moment in our life, on top of all the things going on outside. God's not asking us to focus on the things that are going on around us. He's not asking us to put our hope in what happens on Tuesday. He's not asking for us to put our hope in this world. We belong to something much more beautiful, much more grand than anything the world could ever offer any of us. We belong to Jesus. We belong to Jesus. And there's one thing we actually can control. We can't control what happens outside of us. We can't control who do we belong to. Who do we make our stand with? Who am I obedient to? To whom do I belong? That's what we celebrate today. These men and women who have belonged to the Lamb and have transcended the things of this world by being obedient and dying with Jesus, they have risen with Jesus. What we shall be has not yet been revealed. We do not know, we do know that when it is revealed, we shall be like him. For we will see him as he is. Everyone who has this hope, this hope in Jesus, based on Jesus, makes himself pure as Jesus himself is pure. Jesus, we ask you to give us the strength this day and this week to orient our lives towards things eternal. Help us to not be discouraged or distracted or completely pulled into the politics into the various outward circumstances that are outside of our control. Help us to be encouraged by your promises, the promises you make in the Beatitudes in our Gospel, the promises you make to those who love you and who follow you and who are obedient to you. Help us to orient our lives towards things eternal, Lord, and orient our family towards things eternal, and take steps and actions in our lives and let our words be about things that are eternal. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.